Where the hell have you been, soldier? Training, sir! Training, sir! What kind of training, son? Army training, sir! Army training, sir! You can find us on the web at slacker 82 alpha The views expressed here are those of this show only and in no way reflect the views of our radio station partners. If you're a liberal, you may be offended by this show. You have been warned. Freaking liberal. Yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, this is the moment you all been waiting for. Here are your hosts of the number one news and political podcast, Maverick and Goose. All right. Hey, welcome there, Goosey. That was I a good video. I know, right? It was pretty cool, huh? So you work around and got the video in? Yeah, I uh, I made that one yesterday. I fucking That's around. Good. I like the one with the, you know uh so yeah hey everybody welcome let me uh get the stations in here real quick here uh all right i want to welcome 105.7 fa's patriot radio Earth radio mbr military broadcast radio ug media in the uk jay parker radio paisley radio fcm live sword radio crystal radio replay radio the hit network west ran radio express radio and our newest station starting today live in the uk is frantic Vibes Radio. We just started that and one. And I want to say, culture. Uh, I hope they go to hell when they listen to our show. Who? The cancel culture. The oh. wolf. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Uh, hey, Eric. <laughs> welcome, brother. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, okay, so tonight we got our special guest, Dan Dea will be here. He's in the waiting room there. I see him. Uh, I'm going to bring him in in a second here. Uh, we got everything good to go here. Oh, there's Bravo. All right. Bravo's here. Hey, Bravo, don't come with those uh, crazy <laughs> questions. All right. Um, let's see here. All right, Stan, I'm going to get you in here. Uh, let's see if we can add Stan to the stage here. All right. How can we didn't go in? Let me keep reading my uh, Oh, we got agent here. <laughs> yeah, what's up? How you doing? Stan, how are you? Can you hear Stan, us? I haven't seen you for years. <sighs> Hi guys. Sorry about last week. No, 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 no. I think that was I think that was on my end. Uh I went back looking to see if I had I I don't know if I had the dates mixed up or 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 what happened, but uh I had you down anyway. for the 10th, but we're here anyway, so that's good though. Uh, we're going to, AH, can we get that, that, that banner off the top or can you adjust the screen to make sure that, uh, cause That's I can't get pay our commercials. Um, <laughs> uh, Stan, you, you, you look like you are inside a, I know, cabin, uh, space, space shuttle, ship or something. Space, shuttle. space shuttle. Yeah, oh, you can see nice. you can see the Earth passing behind out my windows here. Oh, that's nice. Far up, as I used to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nice. Um, uh, I'm I'm assuming you're working on that H. I I don't know if we can shrink that little banner up there or. Uh, Whatever you well, can do. Well, okay. They don't have to say you see your face. Okay, that's cool. No, it only it only blocks you and you. Don't worry about it. Hey, well, yeah, we, don't, we don't see you. We we see some strange guy in your. Yeah, face. Bravo. We see that uh, uh, strange, good-looking uh, face that you got there, which is not you. Yeah. The rifleman. <laughs> the rifleman. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. All right. That's good. That's perfect. <laughs> you remove Bravo that way. <laughs> <laughs> good job, man. That's good. <laughs> uh, as long as we can hear Bravo, we don't have to see his picture. <laughs> yeah. Hey, just saying all right. the uh, all the naysayers, the Bitcoin ETF was just approved. Uh, not financial. Hey, Bravo, advice, don't but, come with uh, that Bitcoin. That's how people are stealing you money. You you letting Bitcoin China take your money now. Nobody can deny it now. Once BlackRock uh, got in, it's it's done. All right. Well, we're not here to talk. I mean, we we don't want to hear that right now. There are people going to jail for stealing our money. Just just doing that. Oh, Stop hey. promoting that. That that's perfect like that. H. We're gonna leave it like that. All right. We want to welcome everybody. Listen to us. We're on tonight. We're on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Rumble. In my cave. Yeah, we're we're live in Goose's cage there too. And Stanley's right. in the freaking moon right now. I know he's flying around. That's good. That's good. Did you find water? Got good reception. <laughs> a lot, a lot. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? A lot's happened since the last time we talked to you, Stan. I mean, you know, a lot of uh, interesting things been going on. And I, the, the first biggest thing I want to jump into with you is, is to ask you what your thoughts were on this Miami thing here in Florida uh, with this supposed sighting of uh 
ten foot beings, uh, aliens. I guess. They uh, were you know, I didn't read that. I really? Didn't, I didn't see that? No. Here in Miami, they had a they had we there was a report. I mean, it was out all over the place. Um, they, I mean, they had literally every police in the police force in Miami was descended on this mall because people were saying they were seeing these these eight to ten foot beings walking through the mall. And so, um, and then yeah. it, the weird thing about it was the fact that one that they had that many they had 300 police cars show up at the at the mall wow two they shut the airspace down all around that area uh what what else was it bravo also the dispatch uh radios did not yes. work in the police car so they could not de-escalate it they yep. could not de-escalate it so that, they were filming something... a movie to me, it takes a lot to coordinate that kind of. Uh, I don't really think it was aliens. Just my bravo. My, they you know, not even the local news didn't cover that. I didn't see it in the local news. And yeah. We only uh, one or two hours from there. Plus, maybe they were making a movie, Marit. We know. We don't know. <laughs> no, no, they if, they were, if they were making a movie, why would that interfere with the police radios? Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's that was Bravo saying that. So I don't know. No, yeah, it, verified. It, it, it was verified. No, it was reported. It was reported. Yep. So, you know, something like this happened down in South America a few weeks back, and they found out that it was uh, drug guys jumping across a river using uh, backpacks um, and uh, and costumes to frighten the locals so they wouldn't come to their stash of gold or drugs or whatever it was. But uh, I do, now, I do expect soon uh, for full disclosure of the part of the alien presence, you know, whether our governments do it or not. I think it will be over something that will happen in the Middle East uh, that will force. Hmm. Yeah, Stan, you know, something like that has got to be a, a dry run for something. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's never been in the history of, the, of this country that kind of response. It was well, no, that's true. You're talking about in Miami? Yeah. Well, yeah. I got my reservation, but I think it's just a freaking distraction to distract people from well, and, and looking I, at what really is going on in the country. I, I, I 100% agree with you, Goose. It is a distraction. Yeah, uh, yeah. All the freaking corruption that's going on throughout every corner of our freaking country, they're trying to come out with crazy stuff, and that's why we got stamped today, because it's going to tell us the truth about the fallen angel and the evil UFOs. And... Right. Stem, uh, the new sightings that have been going through our countries, any new update that you got for us where we need to make sure we pay attention? Um, well, let's see. Here with my uh, screen here. Let me just uh, pull that up. Um, come on, come on. Where is it? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, um, there are things happening with the uh, the sun, and I know that there's been a lot of talk about uh, Planet X coming in, and I've right. not been able to prove that it even exists, okay? I'll be straightforward with you. However, I've uh, used the standard uh, astronomical orbital uh, computer uh, program and, and, and equations to look out beyond the Kuiper belt here and to run simulations of something having a 3,600 to 3900 year orbital 
path around the sun. Now, if it's going to be uh, going around the sun and going to be close enough uh, for us to worry about it, close to the inner planets uh, already, and we can't see it with visible light. However, maybe there's an infrared telescope like the Vatican or NOAA or somebody has that can see this thing if it's there. Something is out there. I grant you that out there um, that is perturbing or pressing on the orbits of Neptune and Uranus and Pluto. And, uh, can I share a screen with you guys? Is that right? Absolutely. Yep. Sure. How do, how do I do that here? Uh, settings, maybe? Uh... No. Where do I go? Should be down at the bottom there. It should say present. Oh, present. Oh, present. Yeah, in there, okay. and then you can share the screen in there. Yep. Okay. Well, what I'm going to do here is put in a picture of two orbits. Here and uh, share screen. Come on. Let me have a share screen. Select window. Okay. Photoshop, there we go. Let's see if we can get to that. I'll, okay, allow. Can you see my share screen at all? Let me. Um, I don't see it. No, I don't, I don't see it. You're in the show, present. Okay, present. Share screen. Uh, Okay, share screen. Where is it? Well, I don't know why it's not working. Um, those are slides. We don't want that. The screen. Right. Okay. And you still can't see anything. I don't show that I'm sharing screen to stop it. Um, let's see, he said to click present and then select entire, select entire screen, uh, turn on you. Those are hey, H, uh, any, uh, let me ask my producer guy in the back there. Uh, he's trying to share a screen on his end. Okay. Um. Does does he use um, Streamyard as well? Yeah, well, he, he's he's in on Streamyard. Yes, he's on he, he he's he's on Streamyard. I told right. him how to get into the little present there, but as far as that goes, once it gets into there, I haven't really mastered the sharing in the screen yet either. <laughs> oh boy! Well, I'd so in Streamyard and Streamyard at the bottom, right? You'll. Uh, You'll see a thing that says present. Right. You want to click on present and you want to click on share screen. And then up at the top of the, the box, it will say the Chrome tabs, window tabs, or share the entire screen. You want to click? Um, well, now, wait a second. I, I don't see. Uh... I don't see what you're talking about there. Uh, let's see, that's in your screen there. Uh, you go to go to present, and then when you go to share screen, yeah, 
the Chrome tab, whatever your, if it's your Chrome tab or if it's the window, whatever your your thing is, highlight it and then hit share. Well, under the Chrome tab. Under the Chrome tab, is that at the top of your screen or what? Let's see if I can. Uh... Whatever you're doing, you're going in and out. I'm. I'm... You, you you disappear from the screen. You disappeared right now. Right. And now you're back. No, that's that's um yeah, H took him off the screen for a second. He's trying to see if yeah, he can okay. help with the, with the uh, screen share. So let, let's try this again. So down at the bottom of the screen you know, You'll see a thing that says present. You want to click on that present. You want to hit that share screen, and you're going to grab the Chrome tab of whatever URL that you're trying to share. Or to make it entirely easy, you just share the entire screen wherever your project is, and then you can share it that way. Well, um, I don't see the Chrome tab. Uh Uh-oh. I think we lost them. Uh, I think we lost... Uh, can he send it to you, Maverick? You could put it on the screen or... Oh, there he is. There he is. Yeah. All right. Can you put him up on the screen there, H? Change him with uh, Bravo there. Sure. I'm going to try something here with your... Uh, where is that here? That would be... You're over here, StreamYard. Copy that. I'm going to uh, try to reach you with Google Chrome, which may be the problem. Sometimes okay. issues with um, uh, Firefox. I'm just uh, doing it now. Ah, come on. StreamYard, let me have it. It tends to do that. Say again? It tends to do that. No. Let's. Uh... I think I'm getting there. Uh, where is that? Marvin, can he send it to you and you show it? Hate to do this to you guys. I, I, I don't uh, know why. That's okay. No, not worried. Yeah, uh, let's see here. Yeah. Streamyard. Continue. as you come in Facebook. All right, let's try that. Uh, not liking me for some reason. All right, let's go over here and try to get the password in there. Okay. 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 And this is Facebook, I think we're going to try to log in with. Okay. All right, I've got that. And that behind. Going over to Chrome. I have to talk to myself. It's old age, you know. <laughs> That's all right. Okay. Yeah. If you're just joining us, uh, we're here with Stan Deo. 
Uh, we're going to, we're just working out some screen share issue here. Uh, as soon as we can get that fixed, we're going to be uh, continuing on here. Well, when he continue about that, Bravo, did you watch that HBO January 6th documentary? Bravo don't have HBO, bro. No, no, I haven't watched that. Well, you need to get high start watching that. It's really compelling all the crooked stuff uh, that these people did to these innocent people in DC. Yeah, no, I'm reading all the articles that are coming out on Telegram and, and Facebook and things like that. Yeah. The movie, the HBO, the reports show you step by step where all the stuff took place and how everything was a cover up. Well, we know it's crooked. Ray Epp was given only probation when and they're and they're throwing these other guys in no, there. And five hundred and five hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, there it is, Dan. I see it. I see it. Let me get Okay, it. for future reference, um, I had to get to Google Chrome to make it work. Okay. Okay, sorry about that, guys. Oh, it's right. on the screen, so do you want me to continue on that uh path now? Yeah, about the absolutely. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay, what we're looking at here is uh, an image of two snaps I made of a large uh, kind of minor, small micro planet, if you wish, which is out uh, at the edge of the Kuiper Belt normally. And looking at the top part here, this is a 1964 in December that this was uh, the position of right here of this large asteroid, which is like a small planet. We're talking about maybe 50, 60 miles, that kind of thing uh, in diameter. Now, this is uh, asteroid 2000 CR 105. Now, here's the Earth where my cursor is. There's the sun. Here, where this blue thing is, is the position of that uh, asteroid, uh, December the 31st, 1964. Now, if we move the screen up, we're now looking at um, January the 8th, 2024. And where is that asteroid now? It's over here. Now, why have I done this? I'm showing that it was here in 64. It's now moving away, you know, from where it, where it was at its closest point to the inner planets or to any of the planets, actually. Uh -huh. So you can see here that it is important to find whatever object we're looking for and say, okay, if it has this orbit, has it recently passed? It, you know, and done its deed, or is it approaching now? And even if it does get close, it's going to only be to the outer planets. It's um, going north? Well, where we're looking at here now, from looking down on the, uh, the solar system, the plot of its orbit shows that it's here now, moving away from the yes. uh, solar system. So that particular object can't be what's perturbing these inner planets or, or like... Uh, not the inner planets, but like Neptune and Uranus, which are right in this orbit here. And what um, year you say it was down in the bottom? What year? Well, down the bottom was 1964. See it here? See it across yes. here? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so it, it did move uh, from the uh, west to the east and then up to the north? No. Um, if you're looking at where it was in 1964, we're looking down on the solar system, plotting the orbits, okay? Is the and, blue light, the blue, the little blue, light blue color? Yeah, yeah, right here, right here where I am now. Yes. Um, in this line here, this is the orbit pattern. Right yes. here is where that asteroid was in 64. 
Okay, so that's like 40, 50 years ago. So if we go down just a little bit to looking now at January of 2024 now, mm -hmm. you can see that instead of being up where it was across like that to the, to the uh, right side of the screen, it's now moved up, which tells us that its, it's direction of rotation is around like this. Around. Well, what made it to move like that? Well, I mean, do you uh, have any explanation? Well, it's the way that the universe, or sorry, that the solar system captured it. It's a, it's a captured small planet. And so what we've been looking for is a dwarf star, a twin to our sun, which is here. We thought that this twin would be out here somewhere in the Kuiper Belt, which is, mm -hmm. if you stand on top of our solar system, look down on it like this graph is doing, if you say, what is the the uh, the influence of the gravity of our sun? What's the extent of the solar envelope in the galaxy? Right, that would be how far is it across the 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 uh, the bubble of the sun's influence? And if you travel at the speed of light from the edge of the bubble here all the way over to the other edge there, it would take a year to get across the influence. The, the sphere of the sun. That's how big this is, way out yonder. And this is just a small oh, part. Of it. Yeah, it's big stuff. Um, so uh, what I'm saying is that planet X, it, it's going to be like something like that if it exists, or the twin star of our sun could be a a dwarf star. Uh, it could be a dwarf red star. I mean, a number of things out here so far that we can't see it without infrared telescopes, but something is pushing on our orbits of our planets here. I'm just going to pull up another thing here. I mean, the orbit does move, yeah? Say again? The orbit, the complete orbit, do they move or they don't? Um, yeah, these things these things move, these move. Uh, yes. Whatever's out there perturbing our planetary orbits, uh, I'm going to just show you the calculation graph. I mean, I don't you think that's how we find all the galaxies, stuff like that? How we find it is, is how, sorry? The, the other planets and stuff like that, because we are moving too. Yeah, we're all moving. Um, let me let me just show you something here. Where is that here? Okay. Now, the equations I use to calculate orbits are the standard astronomical uh, motion uh, equations. And what I did was run an, ex uh, an experiment here. Here, we're, we're by... Uh, magnifying glass is uh, the blue line represents the real orbital distances of all the planets uh, to our sun. And then there's one that a guy named Titus or a guy named Titus Bode, they, they calculate a formula to predict where orbits have to occur around our sun. And then I developed a formula which says, okay, this is where planets have to orbit and where there are vacant stable orbits around our sun. I, I know I'm probably going you know, over the, the head of people. But here's the red line is my forecast of where the planetary orbits would be. And you can see here that the blue lines, the blue line here, mm -hmm. is where every planet orbits is on this graph, which is a very nice exponential graph. But well, and, why it goes up right here? Well, the green is mm -hmm. what the Titus boat formula would, would predict, which is it, it, it's not accurate enough. I knew that. That's why I started figuring out myself. Now, the red line is what I've calculated for where the planets have to orbit, where, where they'll be stable, where, you know, they, where they won't drift in or out too far. And I calculated that for uh, Neptune and Pluto here, 
it's my red dots here. And then the actual position is out. And my my forecast is darn near, it, it's the most accurate one you're gonna see formula-wise where a planet has to orbit. Something has caused Neptune to move out uh, further and Pluto as well. So something is dragging their orbits out bigger. And we don't know what that is, and everybody's been looking for it. But this is what's causing. Well, we don't need them too close to us. I thought uh, <laughs> <I> so. <thought, laughs> they, they can't go away. It's okay. <laughs> uh, so anyway. maybe if they are drifting that way. So the same effect. Uh, is well, what he's saying is that air? something's pulling. Something's pulling them, right, Stan? Yeah, something's disturbing their orbit. Which I mean. You know, for it to pull off like that, it's got to be really a huge gravitational field way out there. Right. Because if we're in closer, some of the well, what about mass. the Earth? The Earth is moving too. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, the, yeah. The Earth moves in its its okay. orbit. Uh, let me see if I can just the, show I'm, you. I'm gonna I'm going to share a screen again and show you where all this motion is occurring here. Okay, we're in the uh, thing there. Go to present. Uh, share screen, share screen. Okay. Uh, okay, share the audio. And now we're going to this. Okay. And this is for the, have you got that there now with the planets? Uh, yeah, okay. This is an application called theplanetstoday.com. It's a website. And it's showing where everything is, um, you know, like, a condensed view. It's not the actual relationship of the orbits because Saturn and Neptune are way out here to the to the right. But um, uh, what is happening now? Here's the Earth here. All these, these things are moving. In fact, I think I can get them to move here. Let me just see if this is the move command. Uh, okay. Okay. Plans today proceed. One of these things makes things move. Uh, let me just uh, try to find out here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I figure out this and get back to it, basically all these planets move at their their normal speed going around the sun like this. Right. And um, way out here, I mean, way out here is the Kuiper Belt, which has a lot of comets and other rocks and stuff orbiting uh, the sun, but so far out. And we think that whatever is disturbing the orbits of Neptune and uh, Pluto over here is is so far out that its influence is only reaching those planets and not so much Saturn and Jupiter because they're in closer to the sun. What I've found recently is that the, the position of our planets, regardless of this, this mystery object out there, uh, affect the surface of the sun down here. In fact, um, when the planets, the major planets like these, the Uranus, Jupiter, Saturn, Neptune, when, when they're pulling gravitationally on the surface of the sun, they're, they're stretching the, the, the crust of the sun, the outer chromosphere, they're stretching it toward them and making this side of the sun's surface thinner. And we're seeing evidence of this with increased sunspots, coronal mass ejections, magnetic flares, all kinds of stuff, because it's stretching the surface of the sun, which is already in trouble because it's burned up half of its hydrogen. Now, when the Earth in the next four months moves along this path here, as it does, 
while these big planets over here are kind of basically still in this area because they're they're slower moving than we are it's going to make a lot of coronal mass ejections flares you know eruptions of all sort from the sun be aimed at earth which will be right here and it'll also be aimed at uh, um probably oh yeah to mars to a degree anyway right in here from now till april we're going to be seeing a lot of increased activity from this thinning of the atmosphere or the chromosphere of the the sun now the question is again is this planet x affecting the outer planets and hence the sun well when you push on Neptune and, and, and Pluto, which are way out here, there's, it's like a long lever arm. When they get perturbed, they pass that shock wave mm. all the way down to the sun. And so, okay, is it Planet X doing this to us? I don't know. And uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's part of the problems that we're studying right now, trying to figure out what the heck is happening to the sun and hence to us. Right. <sighs> yeah. Long way to say it, but I. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. That's. Uh, I mean, I, we've heard so much. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know that much about Planet X, but I, I mean, you know, listening to Pastor Paul and L.A. Mazzoli and, you know, and some others uh, talk about it, I was under the impression that, um, that they knew kind of where it was already. But uh, it doesn't sound like that's the case. Well, uh, you know. Sorry, can you hear me? It, yeah. Sorry, if they know where it is, I didn't get the memo. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, okay, here. All right, you're right. Now, when the sun's surface gets thin like this, it's like the other stars that have done it in the past. It means that it's it's unstable and it could uh, go to a new phase state, which blows off the outer shell, you know, the, the outer chromosphere and changes the reaction instead of being fission to fusion reactions. And it will change the uh, uh, it will change the color of the sunlight. You may have noticed this yourself uh, when we were younger. It used to be a yellow orangish sun, but now you'll see it's brighter brighter white yellow uh, and that's because of the increase in ultraviolet now um, the bible talks about changes coming during a, uh, to the earth during a period called the tribulation period of seven years right. now if we are close to that point in time which is going to see a lot of strange behavior by our sun one of the things he talks about is that the sun is going to suddenly go brilliant white seven times brighter than it is just for you know a few minutes and then it's going to stop, but it will have burned one third of the Earth's surface, uh, killed the green grass, trees, uh, people, boil the seas, kill fish. On that side of the Earth facing the sun, one third of the Earth is is illuminated directly, you know, uh, by radiation from the sun. It's not an uneven distribution of solar radiation across one half of the, of the planet. So now I looked at something that the European Space Agency took a, a time photo of over seven months. Um, watching uh, a star similar to ours over in the Monoceros cluster in space. Now, I'm going to share with you their time-lapse photography of what happened when it threw off its outer shell out through its planets. And this is really kind of interesting. Let's see here. Let's see here. We're going to share screen now. I'm going to go to that. 
European Space Agency. Here we go now. Have you got it there yet? Uh, yep. Yeah. Okay. Now watch closely what happens. Here we go. Okay, now, what we just saw there was a cloud of dust and particles from that star going out through the orbits of its planets. The Bible talks about it in the book of Revelation that the, and in, in the Old Testament, several places, it talks about the light of the sun being dim. Now, that might be after that brilliant white burst when everything blows out like that. And it says that the light from the, from the moon will be reddish colored, like blood colored from the dust, a cloud of dust that forms around the sun and blows out through the system. And they talk about this, saying it will block out a third of the starlight and stuff because it's such a thick cloud of dust. We've just seen that happen in our lifetime right here at the Monoceros cluster. So our star could is showing signs of, of being unstable and it might well do the same thing, blow this dust cloud out through the system and fulfilling the prophecies in the book of Revelation about this happening during the seven-year tribulation period. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. so bad, hey, <clears throat> hey, Stan, do you think that, you know, the Middle East is getting flooded like crazy? I mean, you think that's the change in what's going on with the sun has to do with the weather patterns changing and things like that? Yes, uh, our our planetary weather is directly affected by the sun's behavior, what it emits in, in solar radiation. Now, this year we've been heating up to very, well, last year it was, a, I think, on record, the hottest year we've had, you know, in modern times. And when you punch energy uh, into our planet through magnetic fields, which go into our poles, um, this affects the weather. It uh, it shifts the balance of weather uh, magnetically and electrically. And what I see happening because of this now is we're going to see violent storms, violent windstorms, uh, snow in places that never happened, drought in places where it was supposed to be wet, and you know, flooding where it's supposed to be dry. Uh, so this is right in keeping with what I thought we're gonna see, exceptional weather spots all over the planet, and this will continue for a number of years. Um, and I think until our solar cycle 25 starts to diminish, and uh, that would be about what uh, seven, yeah, till about um, 2031. You think that's why the <clears throat> the government is like uh, pre-programming us to these these TV shows where it's knocking out the power and we're you know we're going into the apocalypse and all this stuff like that. They're trying to predictive program people uh yes and and here's here's look i deal with the government with the dod and all of that stuff through my emp shield company over in kansas and let me tell you that they don't want to cause a, a panic and loss of control of the society because we still need people working their jobs to make the the things we need to get through this uh, terrible thing that's coming and so what they're telling us in the movies is you know, all these terrible things that could happen and uh so that you will be psychologically thinking, well, maybe we can get through it. Uh, movies that show you uh, people surviving, like this Obama movie recently. And that means that 
people will get prepared that are thinking and they'll start checking the news uh, and say, well, you know, maybe that's true. And maybe that could happen. So how do I prepare my home or my business or my country or state or whatever? And uh, that would be a way to distribute information. And also through nutcases like me here, that uh, if if we got people too excited, they could say, he's a nutcase. Don't worry about it. So, but I could get the information out to those who listen, who you know, are worthy of you know, surviving the apocalypse and coming out through the other side of it and helping us rebuild the planet. So this could be done in a manner that it's controllable. And uh, I'm not the only one. There are others who are coming out telling you this stuff. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a safe way for the government to try to save a portion of humanity. Now, we all know that they've been building underground bunkers in New Zealand and here in this country and, you know, various places around the planet, the South Pole, uh, getting ready to survive several things that might happen. Nuclear war, uh, solar EMP, solar eruption from that thing that I was just showing you about blowing off the outer shell. They have knowledge of all these things. Now, imagine what would happen if they were to officially come out and say, yeah, okay, look, the earth is going to you know, be clobbered here and it'll be an apocalypse like you've never seen. Uh, <clears throat> the fourth age of the earth will now go into the fifth and uh, good luck. You know, right, right. there'd be panic. I mean, people would start shooting each other, gangs would form and you have to have order to try to survive and, and help as many people and in, in, uh, industrial complexes that you need to survive this. You've got to have order up until the last minute. So if you were in that position, I've tried to put myself in that position. There are a lot of things that, that I wouldn't tell people officially. Okay. Unofficially you can have, like I say, nutcases like me that come out and say this, right, and right. not so bad. You, you know, I, I, I thought about that too, Stan. In the beginning, I was like, I was like, these people are evil. Why wouldn't they just, but then I was thinking, <laughs> society would basically end that way the way we know it right now if everybody knew the things that are really coming so i understand why they're doing it <clears throat> now i know you're involved with the emp shield and this is not a sales pitch or anything i have them all i got them in my house i got them in my generator i got them on my cars my trucks my my i got them on my uh my tractor even on my golf cart. So <laughs> priorities, how, priorities. how protected, how protected am I with these <laughs> things that, you know, I read the specs on them. Uh, you know, I'm an electrical guy myself. You know, I talked to your, the engineers at uh, EMP shield and everything like that. They're still not sure if they could protect the inverter side of my, my solar system, but you know, the, the other side of it can be protected, you know, but, I might just have to wait for those, you know, if the blast happens, I have to replace the uh, individual inverters because they're individual ver inverters for each panel now, you know. So. All right. Well, let me ask you this. Did they talk to you about getting a deep ground placed on the uh, the DC side of your uh, inverter? Um, no. One of the most important things that we try to stress to people with solar panels, things like, like this and auxiliary power supply, is to have a very deep ground, say like um, 12, 15 feet deep into a right. good ground source. And this is so that it sucks the stuff down quicker um, because the voltage differential down that far is, is massive. It's like zero to 60,000 volt up at the top. So right. it's, a, it's a matter of providing that good ground. Um, you know, I don't have it on my place here because I just I'm, I'm on 
clay and rock and crap like that. And so I, I've looked, hooked into trees and tree root systems and all kinds of stuff for my ground for that very reason. Um, and now, good luck. You know, I, I hope it works. Right, right. So, well, the, when, when they did put it in, they did uh, put a second ground in. You know, but you know those ground rods, I think, are eight feet. You That's know, so they, put a, they, they put a second one in there, but uh, yeah, I don't... I don't know. You know what I mean? It's, so. it's the depth. If you're an electrical engineer, you know that you have yeah. potential at ground level and it gets lower and lower and lower down here relative to the atmosphere. And so mm -hmm. when you get a, a high voltage EMP uh, uh, cascade a shower of electrons coming down, they have got to go to ground. And, right. it, and so you want to bypass your house, your, your golf cart, whatever, so that the, the ball of, of uh, electricity that causes fire doesn't ruin those. What you've really got to worry about, the nuclear ones only last a millionth of a second, and we we uh, detect it and start uh, creating the ground in a half a trillionth of a second. So we're ahead of it for a nuclear type thing. But for right. the sun, this is a problematic thing because the sun's constant uh, like coronal mass ejections and solar wind, if this happens like we're talking about, like the 1859 Carrington event, it's going to last for hours. And that oh, kind wow. of surge over telegraph lines over phone lines over all kinds of stuff is going to produce constant high voltage high current discharges and that's when our emp shields are going to be most needed is to stop your wall from catching on fire in your house or right, whatever right so yeah. you, you know we're trying to look at all these situations i was just talking to tim the other day about it and you know, we've got other issues that uh, that our engineers have looked at as far as nuclear reactors and and saving part of the uh, the grid network in various places. And those things have been built and tested. Um, right now, we're kind of negotiating, you know, which government department is going to order what uh, they need. But it, it's so late in the game that I'm wondering if we're going to get it installed in time to help everybody. Think of the SCADA devices. You know what those are, Goose? No, what are they? Well, SCADAs, S-C-A-D-A's, are little monitoring devices that are placed in neighborhoods to monitor, say, like the pressure of um, natural gas lines. So if they go too mm -hmm. high, they, they electronically control the, the gates that let the pressure adjust back down. They don't want the pressure in the natural gas lines to get so big that it blows up in somebody's house and cause it to catch fire like it's happened like two right. or three times in the Northeast. So when the SCADA devices are doing this, they have circuitry. If an EMP pulse hits that, oh right. dear, it's oh, not only yeah. that, but it's local line voltages, everything. Uh, you know, I have a set of wrenches here, and I've taught the wife how to do it. If if we get hit with that, and we're still here, then we're going to run out around to where the gas meter is in our house, and we're going to turn that bug to block the gas flow into the house. Because if we don't, the scattered device isn't going to do it, and it's going to blow up our house and our neighbors. Right. Uh, in fact, to that to that end, we've even put in a five horsepower gasoline powered uh, water pump and uh, 7,500 gallons of water to fight the fire from our neighbor's houses. Wow. And yeah, there's just so many things you got to think of. I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, yeah. I, I tell people they, they, they look at it and then they say, Oh, there's so many things. They look at Holly's book, the dare to prepare book, 632 pages of what to do if, volcano if uh, tidal wave you know blah 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 and they say where do we start and she says in the front of the book it's easy 
Start today, small amounts, what you can do in food and water, collecting, you know, um, two liter plastic bottles, pop bottles uh, to put fresh water in from your tap and lock it away for auxiliary water supply in an emergency. Just do a little bit every day and don't panic. Uh, of course, we are getting close to the time when we're not going to be able to get all those things. Inflation yeah. has raised the price of it. The Middle East is about to explode over there. Um, you know, the Bible talks about uh, Damascus becoming a ruinous heap overnight. Yes. Well, Damascus is where there are at least 10 known and published locations of Iranian missile uh, storage depots. That's why the IDF from Israel has been going over bombing the crud out of the, uh, the, the Damascus, which is Syria, because right. that's, that's their proxy, you know, Iran's proxy. Yeah. Now, if, if uh, Israel or the United States backing Israel blows up Damascus with a, about a 734 kiloton bomb to hit all those uh, you know, missile storage places, then, th then everybody in the world is going to panic thinking, all right, World War III, nuclear war, extinction of the whole planet is about to happen. We've got to do something. And watch what's going to happen with Gaza at the moment. The, the the plan that's been formed by a Middle Eastern magnate, uh, uh, the Prince Mohammed bin Salman and his friend, uh, uh, Jared Kushner, the two of them have, have already put business plans in place for what to do with Gaza when they declare the war over. And they're going to appoint a civilian government there and they're going to give a billion, at least a billion dollars to start reconstruction of Gaza. Watch for this in the news. It'll happen in the next few weeks. They'll finally decide close it off and then there will be an announcement of a civilian government and and uh, milestones put into this business plan for gaza that they have to accomplish these things they have to let the inspection occur so that no terrorists can become part of the civilian government there to threaten israel again this is going to happen and i think at the time of the destruction of damascus people will say we have to have a peace treaty with israel and the surrounding nations there are 40 of them that are armed to go after israel and at that point, it will be the signing of the covenant spoken of in Daniel. Anyway, that's uh, this game plan is about to to, to be real. Uh, yeah, so, on the show. Yeah, in fact, I'll tell you what. Let me just uh, let me see. I got this. If if your listeners can go to uh, standao.com, that's my main website. And if you do that, uh, let's see. When you get there. You'll see a, a sign on there that says YouTube in red. Right underneath that is a, in blue a link sh show images. And that'll take you to my uh, kind of weekly updated thing, and, and, and the lower half of it's always there. But it will take you to a place where there are slides with numbers. And go to slide 47. And when you have time after the show, listen to this interview with Jared Kushner. Uh, there's that's a, the link to the whole video because you will see how bright, how well educated in the Middle East situation this young man is. He, you know, to bring peace in the Middle East is going to take a magician, you know, and people are going to be wowed when they see that happen. It had to be somebody that knew what was happening with all of the various, uh, uh, you know, um, Middle Eastern tribes or countries, whatever. And uh, Jared Kushner with Mohammed Mohammed. Uh, Mohammed bin Salman's help has been going and visiting a lot of these nations to to see what they need to make peace and making business plans to institute when they get control of the area. Now, Mohammed bin Salman has formed a coalition of a military coalition of 40 
Arab nations. And their objective, stated in the Internet, is let us get together and fight terrorism. Well, everybody says, wow, that's a great idea. But what you don't see is what their definition of terrorism is. It is that which acts against Islam. And that's the United States and Israel. We are the terrorists. And they have, while we slept, formed an army and weapons and agreement to come after us. I just, you know, I, I've been talking about this for two years, maybe three. And, you know, it, it just hasn't sunk into a lot of people that this is all part of a plan that's being implemented now. Stan, you know, so do you believe that government is corrupt? Government by man is for sure. We are. If I were in charge of the government, I would be corruptible. Yeah, that's true. What they say, everybody got their price. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, uh, even if you were the, the the purest soul on the earth, other than Jesus Himself, uh, you would put your you find yourself if you were like President of the United States uh, in, in positions that would say. Do you favor this country or that country or that ism? But if you do, it's going to hurt this one or that one. So how many people do you kill making that decision? Do you see what I'm saying? It, it, right. it, I pray for our leaders because their choices are really terrible. Really terrible. And um, it, it just Yeah, and they don't have our best interests in mind. We know that for a fact. No, no. They, they've got their rooms reserved in the bunkers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Stan, how about some of the things that Mike from around the world has been saying? You know, he's been pretty spot on on some things that he say that are coming and they seem to happen. Uh, does he have the same view as you do on, you know, that this is some sort of uh, planetary system, some solar system that's headed our way type thing or? No, I'm not too worried about that. Um, uh, you know, um the things that affect our, our planet are gravitational thing, you know, large things like the sun. That's our closest uh, problem. Um, mm -hmm. As far as some solar system coming in, it's not going to come into the inner planets. Um, if it were, we would be detecting it with the naked eye by now. It, it's a long way off. Is Apophis going to be a problem? Yeah. I think it's going to be what the Bible calls is that star that falls into the ocean called Wormwood and, and pollutes that. Uh, we are going to take a strike. I mean, that's that's not hard to imagine, right? Um, but uh, as far as all the things that, that Mike says, I I don't keep up with him, so I can't really tell you. Anything. Well, yeah, he doesn't like, say anything's going to hit, but he says it's going to it's going to go by us, and like you're saying, it affects the sun. You know, it, it affects it, different alignments with our planets. It causes catastrophes. There's there's I guess. I don't know, uh, meteors and things, showers and stuff like that that are going to hit us, and which we know from the Bible that we're going to be hit with with things anyway, right? We know at least two major ones. Where did so, he get this I, the information about a system, a planetary or, or system? Where, where did he get his information? The, the, the Nibiru system, you know, there's, you know, you got, there's it's like four planets in that system or something like that. Well, don't you, you know, think that if this were going to happen, I mean, Understand in that that oval orbit I showed you that that, that big asteroid 105 mm -hmm. that takes 3,900 years to to make a trip, but the slow part of the trip is out here, okay? Right. In the long part, up close to the, the the sun, we're talking about 
oh, maybe mm, three, four, five years that it's close enough to the sun to do any real damage you know, to our outer planets. So it would have to be there now right, for, for that orbit to be you know, what's causing it. Now, you know, maybe it's something that, um, you know, I don't know who would have detected. I haven't got any information that says we have, but I do know that things like Apophis, which are uh, un, well, they've got that one catalog, but as far as near earth orbiting uh, asteroids and, you know, things that could be potentially dangerous, we haven't uh, cataloged or located or plotted charts for uh, at least uh, 50% of those. And mm -hmm. any one of them could be like an Apophis. And an Apophis asteroid, being as big as it is, it's look, it, it, it's predicted within hmm, seven to ten years. I forget the exact date to come so close to the Earth that it's inside the orbit of the outer communication satellite. That yeah, I, I heard the same thing. I did okay, too. and it's yeah. not going to be by itself. An asteroid isn't just a chunk; it has right. debris with it on right. either side and ahead of it and behind it. So right. those things can drop on us as well. So I don't yeah. know about Nibiru, you know, I just, well, yeah. And it's funny that the Bible says, it says that their, that their heavenly hosts will fall on them. You know what I mean? He doesn't say, it doesn't say God's heavenly host. It says their heavenly host, which reminds me of maybe it's all of our satellites and everything in there, you know, come shaking down like a, like a fig, an untimely fig. Well, cast to the ground. That's easy yeah. to do. That, that's easy to do. If you heat up our atmosphere from uh, the sun, from whatever, um, it's going to expand the atmosphere out, increase the density that the satellites are going through. It'll it'll destroy their orbits. They will collapse and come into the planet. If right. you have a gravitational disturbance of the Earth, it's even worse. So, yeah, I, 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 I agree with what you're saying. And isn't there tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of them out there? I mean, there's a lot in there. Well, there are a lot. A lot of them are small. Uh, we don't know what the Chinese have contributed, but uh, they're at least uh, 4,000 to be concerned about. Mm. Um, uh, and those have got to come down. I mean, <laughs> if we don't do station keeping on, which means keeping them in their orbit by adjusting their orbit, uh, they're going to fall like, like stars from the sky, fall down, burning and, and going all over the planet. But that happens. Well, and they say some of the the uh, payloads on them are so toxic that if it even breaks loose in the in the atmosphere, it could really harm a lot of people, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah. look at a nuclear reactor; it breaks apart in the atmosphere and throws radiation dust everywhere. It yeah, will yeah. settle eventually, but uh, where it does, it's going to be polluted. Yeah. Uh, I, I I looked at a map here the other day of all the things that they're admitting to out there in orbit around the planet. And it looks like a cloud of white dots just smothering the planet in, in orbit. And, you know, for this to come down. It's, it's, there, don't we? <laughs> say again? I said we just keep putting more things out there, too, don't we? <laughs> I mean, yeah, and it, there's no global government to control, you know, yeah. who has access to orbits around the planet and, and, and who's responsible enough to do that. Do you know that one bag of sand taken up into contra orbit not the way the earth turns but against it up there and exploded uh will put you know millions of little tiny grains of sand that are bullets traveling at thirty-four thousand miles an hour relative to all the satellites that are in its path and it'll right. just make a clean swath wow. the chinese know this they've looked at ways to uh, clean what they call clean up the the uh, the dead satellites and, and junk in orbit but uh as you say there's there's thousands if not hundreds of thousands of the pieces of debris up there that are potentially a problem 
Right. Oh, Lord. Yeah. And <laughs> what a mess. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy when you think about it. I mean, you just like. Well, Right. Well, we have this. We have all these issues coming. Right. Then we got we got two regional wars and we're looking at a, a third regional war in Asia, you know, with Taiwan and China. I mean, could it get any worse? Don't ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we really, we really want to know if we can get any worse. I'm back. Oh. I'm back. Stan, I need hey. to ask you a question. I'm back. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. OK. All these BS that talk about climate change. Say what do you again think about that. All well, that BS that talk about climate change. Okay, the climate is changing, but is it due to cow gas and uh, you know uh, pollution of industry? Only about four or five percent of it may be. The majority of it is from the sun, and it's it's uh, changing. Uh, it's the major energy source, the power source in this system, and we, you know, we absorb a lot of it in sunlight and various radiation, uh, ultraviolet, and various other things that come through into the planet. So it is the controlling effort. And if you look at our magnetic field on the planet, the north-south magnetic field is, is drifting rapidly at about 35 miles a, a year towards Siberia. So we're having a shift like this in the internal core of the main north-south magnetic pole. We have three of them, two others that are down lower and don't affect the, the, the planetary magnetic field as much as the one that's in control. But they are competing with each other, and they're diminishing to zero at the moment. When they pass close to and through zero, we are not shielded against a lot of ultraviolet and gamma radiation, deep space radiation coming our direction. Um, and that is affecting weather. It, it, the bursts of energy that come in through our magnetic fields at the north-south pole from you know, electromagnetic radiation from the sun and from deep space, this pumps energy into our system, and we are not protected you know, from external electromagnetic radiation and, and uh, solar wind when that happens. Um, and, and that, uh, you, they're already changing. They have been for the last five years, magnetic field alignments in smaller airports because the North Pole drifted so far that they're not accurate for your landing. Um, yes. I have, why I have, they, I why they keep friends. pushing, why they keep pushing that agenda? Why? Because they want to make more and more and more money. That's what it is. It gives them the power and the authority of the people to implement things that are, are ostensibly to protect us, uh, but it allows them to operate doing extraordinary things that they wouldn't ordinarily do without being called down by the people. They're thinking that our governments are doing the right thing for everyone, but they're doing the things to survive the, the human race, or to, to, to yeah. endure. Uh, and that doesn't include all of us at the ground level here. By, by well, stealing... We, the people, money. Oh, yeah. Look, <laughs> and not only that, very shortly, I, I talked to my bank and they said, hey, you know, uh, look, uh, you've got deposits here, but you're going to have to be numbered shortly to even get your money uh, to go places. But you can't have cash anymore. We're going to to digital systems. So be prepared Cashless for it. society. Okay. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, well, we, we knew we, that we, was coming, right? So yeah. maybe that's why they're getting to this big debt where they're going to eliminate, matter of fact, we got $34 trillion debt. So they eliminate the dollar. So how are we going to pay China now? The dollar is no worth now. Oh, there's more to it than that. Mm -hmm. They are, uh, we are in debt, what, $37 trillion? But to who? Who do we owe that money to? In Kentucky, where the, the machines are printed. The World Bank, so the <laughs> bankers, right? But, yeah. but look at all 197 countries in the world. None of them 
holds all the papers. Somebody has the paper that all the nations are in debt to them. I thought it was the gold. The gold? Nah. The gold we is nothing. Oh, we that's can a, make that's gold. A, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a ghost. <laughs> yeah, a ghost. Look, we, we know there is a, a digital, uh, an economic collapse coming, it, uh, not only to the United States, but to the world. And at this time, when we have this economic uh, collapse, is when they will institute this new global digital currency very quickly. And they will say, look, don't panic. Uh, look, uh, we'll figure out something. They've already figured it out. But they're going to say, we'll figure out something. Why don't you all take a number and we'll, we'll be able to track all the drug traffic and everything because nobody can do anything without digital money. And it will, we'll make peace. You know, it, it'll be a solution to that. And we'll have a solution similar to that in the Middle East over this nuclear war problem with uh, Iran uh, and Damascus. Um, at this point in time, when, when things get so terrible that we need to have an emergency global government with authority to, to, to do things, that's when I think that the revelation, uh, uh, the, the disclosure of the uh, quote-unquote alien presence is going to be made. They've been here for a long time. They've been here for since before Moses. So You mean you're talking about the UFO? Yeah. yeah. So, hang on, guys. Before we get into that, real quick, i got to take a commercial break uh, for our sponsor. Uh, we'll be right back. Hey, this is Maverick. I want to welcome Bourbon Leather to the Slacker 82 Alpha family. They are our new sponsor for the show. They're the ones who do our hats. If you've seen the hats that I wear on the show, that's the ones that they do. They offer custom leather patch hats made with real full grain leather. So make sure you check them out at bourbonleather.com and tell Freddie Maverick and Goose sent you. If you use the promo code SLACKER, that gets you an additional 10% off. So if you have a show and you want hats for the show or you just like wearing hats like I do, get them, man. These guys are great. The product is great. The hats are great. They're comfortable. I mean, it, like you can't ask for a better hat. And they're reasonably priced. So once again, make sure you go to bourbonleather.com. Make sure you tell Freddie that Maverick and Goose sent you. And again, use the promo code SLACKER for 10% off. All right, we're back. All right, so Goose, go ahead and you can re-ask your question there if you want. Well, the, the, my, my question is more about the corruption that our government is going through and uh, doing every day and stealing the money from we the people. I agree with you that the main focus their main focus is the Middle East, and they're trying to take down these five, seven different countries, and they're not going to do jack about it. Uh, when at the same time, they're destroying our dollars and uh, doing all this crazy stuff that they're going to try to control your money, the $600 plus that you got in your bank. And every transaction that you make, they're going to control that transaction, and the bank's going to be reporting that. So my main question is, uh, when they're doing all this stuff around our country, uh, when we go to the UFO, are they really real? Do we really have UFO? Do we really have that evil community around us? They yeah. say community. We know what the WikiLeaks said. Remember that? Yeah. Go ahead. Well, Goose. The good news is, I'll, uh, I'll put this in and I'll explain more to you, your, your question there, is that when the new world order is formed, it will do a miraculous thing to help 
all of us who are protesting against the Illuminati, you know, the, the world government thing, they're going to destroy these people, the banking systems, the the the, the, um, the Illuminati and all their organizations are six major ones. They're going to take them down. And those people that don't know better are going to think, oh, wow, we got rid of the bad guys that the government been stealing from us, blah, 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 blah. But this is just a ruse. They're going to get rid of them. And uh, they're going to put a new thing in place. It's going to apparently save the planet and, uh, and be fair because no one can do drugs or various things that are illegal without using the digital system. Yeah, don't tread on me. I see that maverick. <laughs> um, but but the, the, the alien, quote unquote, alien thing are fallen ones from a parallel universe that the Bible speaks about as Satan and his minions that are cast down here for a great war that is coming. The final battle of this uh, war between uh, light and dark, good and evil. And so back before the time of Moses, you know, at the time of the Garden of Eden, even um, these beings were here. And uh, after the Garden of Eden and the Adamic man was made versus the Homo erectus that was around him, the the uh, pollution of our gene pool has occurred with crossbreeding and to produce the giants and the the, the, the weird chimeras that the Greeks uh, called their, their little G gods. All this was by Satan and his minions in Saudi Arabia and South America and China and Africa. They did this all over the planet. Now, that those people have been around all that time with technology way beyond what we have. They've been giving us information, you know, knowledge along the way with these thousands peace of years. Peace. Say again? I said peace by peace and give you yeah. a little bit. Of okay, so that's so we would build the infrastructure so that they could use us to generate the weapons they need for the war against uh, Jesus in the the Armageddon conflict. It's going, it's going to be a, a nuclear-type war, but our our dealings with these quote-unquote aliens, I was alerted to that when I joined the, 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 uh, the Teller Project down in Australia, and we, we gave them underground bases, under ocean bases, under ice bases. We gave them manufacturing and uh, mineral technology and stuff so they could make their own weapons, and when they got to the point where they didn't need our help in our in uh, our industry to make the weapons they want they kicked us out of our bases and that happened in the late 70s i was advised of that by sir john williams who was my control agent in australia and they started moving on us in 70 73 73 ish 74 and toward the end of that uh, decade they had kicked us all out we we no longer controlled these uh, facilities they only needed us to make that infrastructure so they could then create weapons and and other technology they need to control the planet um it it's a terrible thing i don't know why it occurred in the heavens in the parallel universe why anybody would want to revolt against a god that has created a great and wonderful universe with and peaceful things and beautiful things but it's happened uh, and it there's war in the heavens that's what the, the bible tells us and and other ancient documents in india as well i have been i've been shown so many things by the good lord uh, either in a near-death experience or thereafter and in dream visions that I understand so much more about how everything works and why it's happening. And I'm sad to see it, but I know that this must come to, to fruition to get rid of the darkness and the evil that is here in our entire universe at the moment. It's coming. It's coming. Don't be fooled by those who come saying, we come in peace. We mean you no harm. We're your elder <clears throat> brothers from some other galaxy or some other planet. And we're here to help you. Just join us. We'll get rid of all those little gray critters, which, of course, are, you know, biological robots. But anyway, we'll get rid of all those people and beings from other planets. And 
we will save and protect your planet and uh, take you into a new age of peace. And aren't, <clears throat> aren't so they you playing... think our next president will be Donald J. Trump? Say that again. Do you think that our next president is going to be Donald J. Trump? Well, I hope so. But um, who knows if we'll even have an election that's worth anything. I mean, how is he going to control the voting, uh, you know, the ballots and whatever to make it honest? Um, here's what the Hopi uh, prophecy keeper told me when he invited me down to, to the second uh, Mesa. He said, there's going to be an invasion by air, by land, and by sea, by three countries against the United States. And that will be China, Russia, and a Middle Eastern nation. I didn't name Iran at the time, but I'm pretty sure that's who it is. And he said, they're going to they're gonna destroy a lot of our cities. And they're going to be on the land here in the United States for a short period of time. And then for some reason, they will stop and everybody will leave the country, all the invaders, and America will be destroyed. He said there will be survivors, uh, you know, um, the non-people, you know, the uh, Europeans, etc. There will be groups of them that come over into the Four Corners region, join with the Hopi, the Navajo, the Sioux, the Cherokee, and will form a new nation of man. Now, this is what they're, they're, they're saying, that a great civil war will occur before all this happens. And a civil war will have multi-faceted sides to it, like religious sides, uh, financial sides, um, political sides, uh, racial sides. All these will be fighting against each other to the point that the government in power at that time, whoever it is, will call martial law to try to quiet it down. And while we're in fighting like that, it's when our enemies will come and destroy us. Isn't that good news? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, well, I, yeah, we, well, we really believe well, that's what's taking place now. That follows the third prophecy of George Washington. But but in the end, yeah. George Washington said that the union will prevail. Yeah, he, said, he, he did say that. But he said it, it would be burning from one coast to the next to the other coast. You remember he saw he was he was shown that there was a dark cloud that came over the United States and had a red light in the middle of it. Yeah. Communism yeah. is represented by that red light. Yeah. OK. You got China, Russia. And I don't know about Iran, but. Um, this communist uh, attack could be occur. Iran. And he Korea. said, and, and the angel told George, he said, um, okay, this will be when the America is uh, under attack and is almost destroyed, but an angel will come over the United States right toward the Rockies. That's where he pointed toward, you know, Denver, Colorado, that kind of area, mm -hmm. and shine a light down and throw out all the bad guys. And then, you know, the, the, the union will prevail. Look, the United States, whatever's left of it, may right. certainly be in the um, the millennial kingdom of Jesus. You know, um, right? What I wonder about though is this: I, this is an, uh, a problem I haven't solved yet. The United States is here, and down here is South America on this part of the Earth. If that that uh, destruction happens from the sun, that brilliant burst of light uh, for a few minutes, it fries. A, a third of the earth facing that uh, the sun right. if it does that and if that's the united states because we're not mentioned in later prophecy that's correct i say that all the time so yeah you know uh, how but do we have how do we come out of that maybe people will be underground or in bunkers or whatever that will come back and and make uh, continue the, the american union i don't know and, and though the bible does say that a third of the trees will be burned up a third of the fish a third of the a third of the the, the the animals in the sea. So isn't the Pacific Ocean more like a third of our water in the world or something like that? I've heard that before. 
Do you think that Babylon is modern Babylon is the United States and, and say maybe even England? I the destruction I think, of I think Babylon. The, yeah, I think there's the, there's a financial system that's linked to Babylon. That's and 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 spiritual. That is, yeah. That it. it I think America is involved in it now. Yes, I do heavily. Think that. Okay, yeah. well, so I think not, they're going to throw that off. Hopefully, that's what the Lord's talking about. That they'll throw that system off of America. But it's going to when you pull something out that is that linked into something you're going to tear up some of the rest of the country you know what i mean these people are well rooted into our country i mean it's, i don't it, it's going to have to take a miracle for it to, to for god it's got to be god because i you look at it and it's just too huge well there are probably going to be survivors in the area where this super hot sunlight comes because right. they'll cry the rocks cover me, fall over me, and, and, and cover me from the wrath of God and the Son, etc., etc. One of the things that's good news uh, that, that I see in the Bible is where Jesus says to his people, Come out of her, my people, be not yeah. partakers of her sins nor of her judgments. Talking about Babylon. Now, when you look at the Greek of that statement, it's come up out of her. It doesn't say leave the country. It says, come up out of her. And I think that is an ind indication of, of the rapture to his, his church yeah. bride, saying, come up out of her, come to me, you know, and I'll take care of you. So I I, I, I agree with you. I think, I still think it's a, a pre-trib, but not the pre-trib that we've been taught throughout history through the church is what a pre-trib is. I think it's, you know, it's more, we're going to see a lot happen. You know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you mean people? You mean people want to wake but, up because a lot of things are happening right now. Yeah. But and, and like and like Stan said, he said there's there's a system coming that they're going to say, oh, we fixed all the problems, we've thrown off this system, and we've done this, we've done that. But people are going to be confused and think that that is our that is our deliverance and that is our wonderful start. How are you going to? It's 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 a. It's a God has given us a little bit of time to preach the gospel at the end to bring everybody else in. That's what he's going to use that little bit of wealth for with the remnant that he saves within here, I believe. This is my personal opinion. Well, Looking God, I think he gave us many opportunity and we keep walking away from God, especially yeah. our country. We got what, 80 million Catholics. But, but you know what? God was willing to save Sodom and Gomorrah with just 10 righteous men. You know what I mean? And there's more than 10 righteous men in this country. Our righteousness comes from Jesus Christ, not from ourselves. So, <clears throat> well, remember what 714 yeah. say. Pray you know, and I will a, heal you land. Right. Well, that could be, very well happen for sure. To the United States as well as yeah. Middle Eastern and European. But well, uh, we do got to pray. Yeah. yeah, Goose, you remember uh, in uh, Paul's message to the Thessalonians where uh, they asked him, you know, talking about the rapture and everything. They, they said, uh, have we been left behind? Has the rapture already occurred? And he asked them this question. Has the man of sin been revealed yet? So what is their answer? Uh, no. No. So is that saying that you're going to be taken uh, when they are, the, man. the Antichrist, you mean? Yeah. I mean, so we are that close. I think I strongly believe we are close. Well, we, 
Sorry, go on. I, I saw I saw Mark's comment. Mark, it does say that no one knows the day or the hour. Well, read, but but read, God knew. Coming. God read knew that coming. we knew what a day and an hour meant. He said, but you should know when the time is near, even at the door. You know when somebody's at your Whoa, door. No, bravo. You come know? on. Yeah. Uh, God say, God's the only That's one that knows. No, even Jesus knows. That's right. Not the no, day Jesus or the knows. hour. He didn't yeah. say we wouldn't know the month, the year. He just said the day. Oh, bravo. The hour. Come on. Now you're going to month and year. Come on. Day and time. You mean day and time. You'll know the season. Day, any month. You'll right, know the yeah? season. Okay. We don't yeah. have to say months or years or whatever. Right. Yeah. We don't have, you know. And, 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 and here's something I want to point out to you. If, and I say if, Mohammed bin Salman, the prince of Saudi Arabia, who controls 40 nations military, if he, being a prince, and if Jared Kushner being called a prince of, you know, uh, the economy and, and, and the uh, Abraham Accords, if either one of them signs that covenant between Israel and the surrounding nations, that guy is going to be the Antichrist, according to Daniel. So, and they will rebuild the temple. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Now, now, Jared Kushner is from a, a Jewish background. Mohammed bin Salman. was already built. No. No. Uh -uh. No. It has to come. Uh, even Turkey has said that they might help uh, Israel rebuild the temple over in the north part of the uh, the Temple Mount, that where uh, the seat of Solomon is. Um, look, uh, um, uh, the the leader of Turkey, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, anyway, um, he has been having heart troubles, and he's been having Israeli doctors fix him. So he has a behind-the-scenes effort or, or, or impetus to support Israel and to rebuild that temple as well. Um, if Prince Mohammed bin Salman turns out to be the guy that signs the covenant with Israel and the many nations, he has to do it while he's still a prince. His father is on his deathbed at the moment, and when his father dies, he will be king, not prince. So the only prince left at that point that we know about is Jared Kushner. And if you look on my show images page I, I directed you to, look at slide 48, and it calls it the bromance of the princes. Mohammed bin Salman and Jared Kushner. They control. So you think he's the Antichrist? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying that the, the Antichrist and the false prophet together are going to be, at this point, starting probably in mm -hmm. the Middle East. And yes. Whoever, whoever signs the agreement well, and they start rebuilding so that temple, <laughs> every <laughs> temple block has been cut and, and is standing by. They said they could have that temple rebuilt in less than six months. Every Must block has been cut. Bravo, I heard they're missing a few things. That's what I heard, and I no, thought that everybody was missing. almost built. They got all the oils. They got the uh, the the garb for the the high priest, everything. They got everything ready to go. Yeah. But we'll see, because I first got to see those two witnesses getting shot. Once hmm. I see those two witnesses, according to prophecy, to the Bible. Won't that be kind of in the mid-tribulation period with the Antichrist? Yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. Well, all the thing, what really, I mean, we, we, Catholic, we believe that we're in tribulation right now. Because any day could be your day. And yeah. tomorrow you might won't be here. So live like tomorrow you last day. Well, that, that peace covenant that you talk about in Daniel, um, what, what is going to drive that is, is the conflict between Israel and Iran and the other surrounding Arab nations, including, you know, what's in Palestine um, and, and the West Bank. So this is so pregnant about to happen that it can't be years away. I mean, we're, 
we're looking at a covenant that is going to be demanded by the, the nations of the world, particularly the Middle East nations, because a nuke has been used against Damascus, whether Israel does it or whether the United States uh, fleet does it in the Mediterranean or whatever. This is going to panic the world into, into rushing to this covenant. Um, and as I say, the, all the pieces, you know, the princes that have to sign it, a prince or the prince is one of them has to sign it. Um, it's, I watched Mohammed bin Salman. I've been watching him for well, years you now. You have to take out Iran. It's not a choice. Uh, They're the one who started all this BS because the Saudis and these other countries was trying to sign that peace agreement. And they raised the black flag. What do you mean by that? Well, Iran is a problem. But uh, destroying Iran or stopping it uh, is problematic because Mohammed bin Salman has been against Iran because their version, their practice of Islam is um, uh, Shiite or violent. Whereas uh, the other nations uh, supporting uh, or, or joining Mohammed bin Salman are for Sunni, peaceful uh, spread of Islam. So those are warring and the, 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 um, the Iranians and the, and the Saudis are kind of working out a peaceful agreement. But Saudi Arabia is, is really irritated with Iran because of the, the Houthi. You know, the Houthis, yeah. 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 So it's a very, a very complex issue. It, it, it ties my mind in knots trying to think about how you would solve this. And this is, and we're looking at these two young fellows here, Mohammed Salman and Jared Kushner. When I listen to what Jared Kushner says, I see that they've got their act together. And they, well, who's Jerry's talking to? Because right now, of course, he's not working with our government right now. No, no. He's covering administration. No. Uh, Mohammed bin Salman gave him $200 billion in an investment fund to build new businesses in the Middle East, particularly in Israel. And uh, there was another billion put in by some other people. And that's only that part of it. Mohammed bin Salman controls over $300 billion in the Saudi public fund. Um, tremendous power between these guys. I mean, Jared Kushner is like the brains and Mohammed bin Salman is like the brawn with the money and the, you know, the, the nows to do it all. Um, they make a, an incredible pair. And, I, you know, I, I'm not saying, okay, one of them is the Antichrist, and the other is the false prophet, but gosh. <laughs> isn't, isn't he the one building that huge city in the middle of the desert? It's well, going to be it's, totally enclosed. It, yeah, yeah. Neom. It's called Neom. Yeah. yeah, and it runs all the way down to the the northern part of the Red Sea, the Gulf of uh, Aqaba. And um, it incorporates part of where the uh, the exodus occurred when, when uh, Moses led his people back uh, to his uh, to his father-in-law's place. And um, already Mohammed bin Salman is looking at making that a tourist attraction for the rest of the world. Um, and they can have housing and stuff visiting in Neom. Uh, it's a long, straight city uh, with a, like a rail line through it. Um, they've been building parts of it already. It's, it's not a pipe dream. Yeah, yeah I heard that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gosh. Well, I, don't, don't you have to just shake your head at the moment? Yeah. <laughs> Things are moving I mean, quickly. Things are moving so quickly. many pieces here in our own countries. They're doing so many. I mean, daddy deeds around everywhere, and we don't even control justice system. I mean, how are we going to get out of this one when we don't uh, even control justice system? Goose, don't you look at things in the news every day that are bad news and say, yes. 
These are chess moves by a brilliant mind out there. Yeah. All perfectly planned to destroy us. All kind of distraction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, but you can see that there's a chess game going on between good and evil. You know what I mean? You can oh, yeah. see that. Definitely. Well, bravo. Who's good? You can't even mention the good people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't know 100% who they are and, yet. And Trump, Trump learned the hard way. Hmm. Yeah. Look, I, my company has dealt with um, um, a very good friend of Trump, uh, President Trump, um, uh, Tom Homan, the uh, former temporary uh, acting chairman of the uh, you know the, the border patrol. What do they call it? The uh, you know, homeland right? security. Yeah. Uh, well, he wasn't homeland security. Uh, Tom was the uh, director of ICE. That was what it was. Okay. And Tom has uh, dinner with uh, Trump. Well, normal times without all these prosecutorial datelines, but he would have dinner there at Miralago you know, with Trump. Now, Tom has been made a few broadcasts from our factory over in Kansas. Uh, the MP Shield thing. By the way, are you guys registered affiliate uh, things of our company? Uh, no, we should though. I guess I should. Be. Well, hey, yeah. um, you can offer uh, like like uh, I do it, but you can do the same thing. Uh, I have a, a code, uh, uh, Standeo. Uh, sorry, no, Deo hyphen Shield. So people go to buy EMP Shield on their site. Um, you know, they get a fifty dollar discount. Um, and, and if you do it, you'll get give them a fifty dollar discount on every unit they buy. Plus, you'll get, I think, fifteen percent of the sale. As, as a you know uh, an earning to you go well, to our, our website man, and find out. yeah that's a good deal <clears throat> do that it's on, on the on the website let me just see if i can find it to tell you um there's a spot on that where we encourage you to sign up and it's pretty easy to do uh let's see. and guys the emp shields are so easy to install i mean they really are yeah it, well it does give you that I, peace I, of I mind I got the EMP blanket for mine. Okay, now the EMP shield. Uh, look at the, the the menus at the top where it says sell, and and drop that down, and it'll say become an affiliate or a reseller, depending on how involved you want to get. Okay. Become an affiliate means that you just give them your password, and you know everybody that buys using your password, you get that fifteen percent, and they get fifty dollars off every unit they buy. Click on become an affiliate, and you'll see down there it tells you about this. And then scroll, scroll down the page, and it'll give you a registration form. And, uh, you know, tell them I sent you. I, I'm a founder of the company. There are three of us that founded that company. So, yeah, yep. they'll look after you. They will. I will do that. And then, and then like, when you, you get one of those EMP shields in your vehicle, like in that movie, and all the cars go on the side of the road, you're going to get down the median, and you're just going to gun it as fast as you can to get home. Yeah. <laughs> Bravo, do you have any EMP? Uh, do you have any EMP blanket or anything, bro? An EMP blanket? Yeah, I see EMP blanket. Yeah, they want well, they, to you. I mean, there's silver shielding and things like that. Yeah, you can yeah, buy that's, yeah. buy stuff like that. Yeah, I do have a small one. The other thing that you guys have to think about is this will stop you know, the frying of your circuitry and stuff in your freezers and, you know, computers in the house or whatever in a car. But mm. you're going to be needing power after that. This doesn't supply yes. power. You've got to look at alternative power for your house. Solar, wind, yes. anything. Um, right. Well, you know, yeah, we, we, I have a generator and solar. I got, I, matter of fact, I have an EMP shield on my 
20 kva generator system on the dc side and on the ac side i got right. them on both sides yep <clears throat> damn bravo but you need a bunker and you don't have one <laughs> my, I got a my, tractor. I can dig. I'll dig it if I have my, my partner Tim in the company. He uh, he, he lives. Uh, he's got an old uh, uh, missile silo that he bought from the government uh, over oh, in oh, Kansas. Wow. Yeah, it, it has a few leaks here and there and then rusty parts. But uh, he's deep underground. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, it's, it's terrible to be talking like this. I I remember the days when. You know, back in the 50s, 60s, when things were normal, you know, uh, yeah, you, you had goals and I, dreams, but now it's just all a mess. I, I really do think the Lord's going to give us a, a small window, just like the Bible said, about three and a half years. And, you know, what I mean, and we're going to be able to to run around and and to preach the gospel at will to whoever we need to. I think I mean, and, and well, to help and be, the, and be the hands and feet of the Lord, you know really showing the love of God because you know what? We just haven't had that in such bravo, a Bravo, we don't have no excuse, you know bravo. I mean? we, bravo, we don't have no excuse. in this country. Especially our country, we got all, all the resources and everything. And on TV every day, you see people preaching. We, we, you can't just it, it, preach it, to people who don't want to listen. Until, That's true. Until there's That's a, very true. Until there's a crisis. You know, everyone on TV, really. every day, 24-7. Yeah. People, I mean, people just despite God and our government, too. Wait, uh, wait. Go ahead. Uh, let me say this, that the, the Bible also says that during the tribulation period, that there are going to be 144,000 Jewish evangelists that are going to be better than Billy Graham, uh, <laughs> you know, putting the word out. And, yeah. and that's that's going to be their role. They're going to have the power and the protection, the mark on their forehead, etc., to yes. to do this. Now, as long as we're here as Christians, we should be witnessing wherever we get the opportunity. But like Goose was saying, hey, you can't force them to drink. Uh, it's, right. You know, yeah. uh, you can take it to drink water, but you can't force but, them. But right. Goose, you know what the Bible says with those hundred forty-four thousand? They are they are preaching the gospel of the kingdom. They're, uh, the the uh, the king is coming, basically, where they're not preaching the gospel of grace that we're right, preaching right, right. now. That's so, true. Which tells me that the rapture has already happened before that part happens. So, you know, because we, we're not going to go back. You, going we're not going to go back to, you know, a pre-Christ preaching of the, of, of the king is coming, I don't think, when we've already so, been exposed yeah, to that. Stan, I, I got this question because we brought you here for one one of the main reasons is to people can hear from you. So aliens, they are for real. They do exist, yeah? Yes, but do they come from a nearby galaxy or a planet or were they cast down from a parallel universe? I don't know. I, yes. I, I lean on the side of parallel universe, but yes, these superior beings uh, of various forms are here. They've been here you know, for thousands of years more so probably of late. And uh, our our nations dealt with them. In the program that I was in down in Australia with uh, Sir John Williams under uh, Dr. Edward Teller's Anti-Gravity Project, we were only one country of countries all over the world that were dealing with them. Um, in Russia, the, the guy that was the equivalent to Dr. Edward Teller, the father of the hydrogen bomb, was, um, um, uh, Gosh, his name just escaped me for a second. But anyway, he was under house arrest, but he was part of our consortium. And uh, um, 
let's see, Russia, England, uh, New Zealand, um, uh, Germany, both sides of the fence. Uh, they were all members of our group uh, negotiating and dealing with these super beings. Um, call them aliens if you wish, because they, they didn't come from here. Um, Maybe Biden's doing that. Say again? Biden might be doing that. Was that I why? I don't, I don't even know if he knows what he's doing. <laughs> 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 is that why we? Is that why uh, the Arctic is closed off? I mean, you know, we. No, part of that, yeah. Part yeah. That. No, it's because too cold, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Navigate. The Germans went down there before World War II got underway, and they were taking tourist destinations down to. Um, uh, New Schwabenland, uh, a part of, of, of the South Pole. And they found that when they went into this and underneath the ice, the big caves and stuff un under the ice, it was warm. And they could have, you know, buildings and people there living without, you know, any auxiliary heaters or things like that. It just warm naturally. And when the world started, of course, we don't know how many of the flying saucers that they built, uh, they took down there. But Admiral Byrd's uh, mission down there, he met with some super aircraft, you know, saucers, whatever, which I think were probably German ones uh, with you know, fallen one's help, uh, aliens, if you wish. Um, so, yes, I think they're real. You know, I've never, well, I don't think I've ever met one. In the project that I was in, there was one time when I thought maybe, but um, um, we were told that uh, there were those that had... Um, uh, reptilian DNA so that they looked human. They were slightly taller than us on average and their skin in the sunlight had like an oil slick a rainbow on it from the small gill or uh, scale structures on the reptilian scale structures that would uh, refract the light and make it like a rainbow. Um, okay, you know, there were others they talked about which were, in my opinion, biological robots, these short gray things, these tall gray things. They're emotionless. Uh, whereas the the humanoid um, fallen ones, the fallen angels, whatever, they have uh, human behavior, um, you know, and, and emotion. They're not like these things that operate on people in the, in the abduction stories, and they don't care whether you're screaming or not. They, they're just robots doing things on your body. So, yeah. And isn't it funny, Stan, how, like I read, listened to a couple from the 50s, there was one where they interviewed it, supposedly a one of these gray people, you know, gray creatures or whatever. And they always seem to bring Jesus up in there at some point, like two hours into the into the conversation. They were interrogating this thing. It brings up to the fact that don't listen to what what this man Jesus brought to you. He brought you the wrong thing. And you're like, why are aliens? Why are aliens telling us not to listen? Well, bravo! Yeah, I mean, you heard that aliens are talking because I haven't heard so that. So which proves, which proves to me that they're bravo. spiritual. And that's it's the first time together. that's breaking news. I never heard that the aliens talk. Well, good for you, Goose. Was it a videotape you saw or what? Uh, it was an audio. It, it was it was uh, it was a, <laughs> a major in the Air Force interviewing a supposed. Uh, alien being you know what i mean and it was like it was like four hours long. it was a long thing you had to really want to listen to it to sit there and listen to it you know and, and they read Air the Force transcript guy. they had a transcript and they they someone narrated the the transcript of that encounter bravo but it, that, it that may in, have that may have been real 
But what the plan is, as far as we can determine, is that Satan and his minions that are going to pose as our, you know, space brothers and come to help yeah, us, they're going to say, they're going to say, Jesus was one of us. In fact, we can even show you videotapes of the crucifixion. And this is going to, you know, appear to uh, Christians that aren't really born again and realizing what's happening. They'll say, right. oh, look, there's Jesus on the cross and these guys, you know, they're his brothers. And so everything's all right. So they're not going to say, don't believe it. They're just going to say, oh, well, he was one of us, which diminishes his role as a son of God. But still. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. But I think there's a good cop, bad cop thing playing between these things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You got the ones that say they're going to destroy humanity. And then you got the ones that say, no, we're going to come help you against these guys. Bravo. You know Remember, I mean? these entities, they are smarter than you and I. Oh, they are. They're very smart. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. they would. Do your best to convince you. That's why when people who believe in tribulation, when they say Jesus comes for his people, and if you stay back, you're going to be some serious trouble because these people are going to convince you. Yeah. I don't they think they're going to convince here. you. No. Yeah. Well, I won't be here. I'm going with Jesus. Yeah. 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 Me too. Uh, we'd be a thorn <laughs> in the side of, of a new world order trying to, you know, follow Satan. We'd be a thorn. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, I debated with a Theosophical Society leader, the one was at Finhorn over in, in England, and we debated between an audience of his gathering to, to speak to them about, you know, the, the, our elder brothers and all that kind of stuff. And I said to him, we are going to have an event happen where the believers and followers of Jesus Christ will be caught up in a rapture instantly out of here. He says, oh, we believe that there's going to be a great uh, abduction of people from the earth, but they're going to be people whose vibrations aren't compatible with our new world order and they will be taken to other planets to be polished their souls polished and they'll come back so they are admitting that there's going to be a disappearance of a bunch of people right right on the yeah. dark side so you know they're, they're they're prepared for that as goose said we're dealing with intelligences way beyond our pay grade right that's true, Bravo. So get your EMP blanket. And, and two, you know, if, the, if, the, if this if this were to if this the rapture were to happen like the first one when Jesus was taken and there was a great earthquake and all the tombs were opened up and a lot of the you know a lot of the people were seen that were dead that had died earlier and were preaching the gospel on the on the earth and if something like that happened they wouldn't know if we were gone or who was here anyway you know what I mean it would be so much confusion. You know, yeah. it, it really wouldn't be people sitting there going, well, the Christians, they're gone. You know, people aren't even going to be thinking about that, I don't think. But that's just no, my there'll opinion. be a bunch of people that disappeared, you know, in the various yeah. disasters. In the yep, yep, okay. yep, yep. Hey, Stan, I got another quick question. It's out of you, uh, maybe, Phil, but you're very well around, so I'm going to ask you this question. What do you think about January 6th, those uh, pictures that got indicted? behind bar for many years you think that was a setup oh i think so look that was a peaceful demonstration a peaceful gathering not a demonstration even and uh, look they've broken the law the government has and it's purposely put these people in jail to frighten everyone else to not actually do the thing that they were accused of and, and i don't think that, they, that we're looking at guilty persons you know uh, that were following the MAGA movement. They were just people and they, they weren't that organized. So no, I think they've, they've attacked uh, the people that were there, good people and put them behind bars without co due cause. I mean, it's just, 
It's bad. bad. Well, to the cancel culture, the woke culture, and the media, you heard that. You think we are lying? You always try to censor us when we tell the truth. Is the truth? These people abuse. Are we the people putting behind bar? And they continue looking for people to put it behind bar. They are evil. This government is evil. What they're doing to these patriots and. Watch a video that is in HBO, the documentary that talk about January 6th. I mean, uh, I thought it was going to be kind of biased, but it's not. It's really a good documentary that will show you, that we opened your eyes and what really took place that. Like, like Stan said, they were there peaceful, no guns and nothing like that. Goose, you know, that reminds me of something, you know, uh, you know uh, I was thinking about last week. Uh, in fact, when I was doing Paul Begley's show is we are told by Jesus to pray for our enemies and those who persecute us because by so doing you pour coals on their head. Now, this is a part of the balance of things, yin and yang, light and dark. So if you pray for, you know, your enemy to say, look, may you see the light, you know, I forgive you, but you're, you're blind. You're, you're putting light over to them. Uh, in essence, trying to, to reverse the, the yin-yang. There's a balance in the universe of light and dark at the moment. Um, and I think that's where the oriental yin-yang thing came from, was studying the, the, the way that things work in the universe. Um, galaxies form as hot, swirling masses that produce light into the darkness of all that's around us. And, you know, eventually all that uh, muddles down into a dark still field all of this fluid of space was not organized he was just sitting there until god spoke the word to create everything so that's why now when i get irritated with biden and, and, and the leftist and wokest and all the other people that are just really bad i pray that god is merciful to them. and uh, you know i I'm doing what Jesus said to do. Pray for our enemies. To pray for We're going to need a lot of light, Stan. Oh, for oh them. I, know. I know. I know. And it's going to take more than we think. It's hard uh, to pray for someone who's got a hammer beating you over the head. I mean, yeah. it, it's hard. But, oh, and another thing I've learned over the years is that, okay, you, you, you do a prayer and you say, Jesus, can you do this? Can you do that? Or whatever. But Jesus left something a part of the of his existence with us in every christian the holy spirit the ruach hakodesh and so when we pray i think it is important that we say through holy yeah the holy spirit because where god where jesus is at the moment in the heavens time passes at a different rate for them a thousand of our years is as a day with them and so in a day of his time a thousand years of earth time or more goes by and the, the the Holy Spirit is the medium which we use to communicate with him through that time portal, that, that time differential. Anyway, I, it's just a physics. No, that's 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 a good I mean I mean that's a good way to explain it. I mean I appreciate that saying no, that, so. that's really nice. Because we always before we start anything we involve the Holy Spirit and then from there we take up do what we gotta do, read the gospel, do this. But it's true, it teaches us that we need to do that every day. But and whether you explain it's good. I might do it next time I go to church, explain to people how it works. <laughs> well, I've found that it, it does uh, work, uh, you know, rather miraculously in my case, because I, 
you know, I've got several illnesses, and I would pray through the Rafa Kadesh. I would command this cancer cells to die, and you know, or 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 these joints to become flexible and not have pain from arthritis. And so it's only for me. And I've prayed for our little doggy for her hips and various other things, and it seems to work. But um, when you need it, it, it's there. It's a comforter. Um, and he, he wouldn't have told us that unless he meant it. It's just a comforter. It'll, it'll bring you peace. How do you tell people not to be scared or have fear of what's going on today? Hmm. You can tell them. Um, it's the degree of their trust, their faith. Um, if they don't trust Jesus, uh, you know, and to take care of them and to... Whatever happens in your life that is part of his plan, if they, if they can't do that, then they're not going to believe this. Um, and I'm I'm blessed, as many other people have been, that had near-death experiences and gone out there and learned things and came back into the body. Uh, in essence, we got a peak. And those of us that have had that can say with authority then, these things are real. And uh, you, it, having faith in it, it's not like having faith in Santa Claus, it's having faith in a real being, a real thing. And if you do, then you know that even if you have to die, you know, a normal death or a violent death or whatever, God is there with you. It's part of his plan. And I can tell you from having experienced the death thing, all the pain in your body goes immediately as your spirit leaves the body. It, 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 you know. Stan, Stan, with your, your experience, your near-death experience, what what was the overall message? You know, everyone says they have some sort of message. Either the Lord gave it to them outright or it came into their mind and they knew what the Lord was telling them. What, what do you think your message was when you came, came back? Stop smoking. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's just a joke. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm trying to think. Um, when I was out there, I was in that peaceful, dark envelope heading toward the light, and I'd, uh, I'd had a review of my life and all the things I'd done to people, and they'd done to me, and I understood everything, and I was at peace with what they'd done, what I'd done. And I, I wanted to know, I just wanted to know after I saw all that stuff in my own life, how the universe worked, how does the galaxy work, how does the flying saucer work? And I asked these things. But when I was forced to go back to my body, I didn't want to. It took several years of, of um, revelation that would occur in the early morning hours before sunup, around 4.30 to 5.30. I would have a dream vision, and I would remember part of what I couldn't remember immediately coming back to my body. It was like when I was no. put back into my body, my, my consciousness was too big for that body, and it, it, it fell by the wayside. But yet, over the next couple of years or so, it came back in and I was able to remember all these things about physics, about Garden of Eden eventually. And, you know, uh, to be able to prove the Bible and to be able to uh, help the people to, to relate to our, our creator peacefully and understand he's in charge. I, I guess that's what it was because of my, I, I originally, I wanted to be uh, a, um, an astronaut. I went to the air force Academy. That was my dream, but it ended up being a, a, a an evangelist. Um, and, uh, that was my mission, and I didn't really accept it fully until uh, 1974 in the desert when I was being pursued by several intelligence agencies because I'd left the organization of Teller, 
and I had secrets to share with people. And I was expecting to die any minute. And so in the middle of the Nullarbor Desert with uh, two or three of my uh, traveling companions, uh, in front of my headlights while they were asleep in their, their combi van, I read portions of the, of the uh, New Testament in Book of Revelation. And I said, look, God, looks like I'm about to meet you pretty soon. And uh, you're Jesus. And I said, um, you know, I, I want to be on your side. So, you know, you take control of everything. I'm about to die anyway. They're chasing me. And uh, the next day, miracles started to happen in the desert as we were traveling. Things that happened that were solved by coincidence all the way to, to Perth on the other side of the country there when, where we were going. And it never stopped. Thereafter, miracle after miracle after miracle has happened in my life. And so for me, I can share that and say, look, this is real. And this is what I'm, I'm here to do is to share my experiences with you to hope that helps you make your choice to live forever. Anyway. That was good. Yeah. That was that nice. was let me, yep. let me tell you when I was in that desert thing there, just a few days after that, uh, that time I said to the Lord, take over one of those mm, agents that was sent to kill me did find me and my companions at a campfire at night. We saw him coming about oh, miles away in the dirt. You can see that headlight coming. He came, he came right over to us off the dirt uh, road into our campsite there. And he came over and he said, oh, hi, guys, I'm, uh, you know, such and such. I'm traveling over to Perth. He looked like that man odd job in the James Bond uh, movie. <laughs> and yes. he was well built, tough, partially, you know, bald and a serious guy. And where does he sit when he comes by the fire? He comes around to me and sits right next to me on the rock there. And he's so close, like, it, you know, uh, we, we were touching shoulders. And he leans over like this while the other people are talking around the fire. And he says, by the way, I know who you are. Your real name is Stan Deo, because I was traveling under an assumed name at the time. Mm -hmm. And he said, I was, I was sent to find you and to kill you. And, you know, imagine yourself in that position. You're, you're kind of thinking, oh, well, cow, this is it. Yeah. And he says, but don't worry. I'm going to tell them that I couldn't find you. I'm going to go on over to Perth and say that I couldn't find you here in the desert. And I don't know why the man ever did that, but I was counting that as one of those miracles where, holy cow, right. <laughs> let me change my shorts anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. And oh, just so many things happened. I, I, there was no doubt in my mind that these were not coincidences that happened so much. So rapidly. In well, order. well, look at all the messages since that time. If he would have carried out his carried out his, his, his thing on you, then you wouldn't be here now telling us I, all this stuff. I wouldn't have written a book because I don't like yeah. to write. I wouldn't have made TV series and documentaries. I wouldn't have reached yep. people in 25 uh, countries. Um, well, even more, I suppose. But um, And this witness has gone by itself. I mean, I uh, one lecture I gave uh, for the Lord over in Kupuru High School in Brisbane in, in the northern the Australia, the church that was funding the uh, the event was recording under the stage on multiple tape recorders. They put out 25,000 copies of that lecture alone uh, that afternoon and that evening. Uh, that wasn't something I was doing, and it went everywhere. Um, and the, the governor, or what's called the, the, the premier, the governor of Queensland, Joe Jockey Peterson, had security details assigned to me to keep hecklers and stuff from hurting me in the audience. We saw him take a guy out. 
And he invited me over to the Capitol building and I met with him and his pilot and we discussed the Illuminati and all kinds of stuff in a little safe room he had there in the Capitol, which was not buggable. I mean, how do you know you can't plan these things? I mean, just no, I I totally understand. Stan, I, I, I adopted six children all from different countries all over Europe in Eastern Europe. And I could tell you stories where the Lord, I was walking the streets at night by myself and the Lord just would miraculously do things for me. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Yes. Absolutely. And every single one of those children are here now and they love the Lord with all their hearts and they mm. would have never known them. <laughs> you, you know, you, you never know, do you? I mean, like yeah. uh, after I'd published that book, uh, Cosmic Conspiracy, and uh, was kind of being well known around the planet, I got a phone call um, at about oh, mid-morning Australian time there in the West. And it was from somebody, you know, that uh, wanted to talk to me about the book. And I thought, geez, I'm busy. Uh, uh, you know, I don't want to talk to fans and that kind of stuff. And I thought, no, no, I better see what he's got to say. So grudgingly, I listened. And he said, look, uh, my name is, and for the life of me, I can't remember. And I've got it in my records back there. But... He says, um, I'm here calling you from a payphone, long distance, a payphone in Los Angeles. I was just inside of a New Age bookshop, and I bought two books. Yours was one of them, and the other one was by uh, some other writer, you know, about the aliens or space brothers and that kind of stuff. And I says, oh, yeah. And he says, I opened your book first, just kind of let it fall open to the chapter at the end of it, which says, and they will come saying, uh, we come in peace, we mean you no harm. And he said, and I thought, well, that's interesting. And I opened up the other book, just let it fly open. And the first thing it said was, we come in peace, we mean you no harm. And that was <laughs> the alien technology, you know, the, the new age stuff. And he says, right. immediately I understood that was wrong with what was in the other book. And he said, let me tell you who I am. I'm a Jew. He says, my father comes from a long line of, of, of rabbis. My mother comes from a long line of rabbis. And I am a Jew. And he says, I now believe that Jesus is a Messiah. Well, of course, the conversation got pretty excited after that. But he, he said, you know, thank you very much. And we hung up. And I thought that was the end of it. Well, a few months later, I get a package in the mail. And a phone call was coming from him. And I took it. And he said, look, you got the package? Yeah, he says, I have now gone over to Israel. I live here now. And I am speaking to thousands of Jews at a time telling them about our Lord because of that one moment, that one page in that book. And yeah, you, know, wow. you, yeah. never, you never know. Take you never the opportunity. Know. Yep. 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 Man, it's been a good night. Uh, unfortunately, we're almost out of time. Um, but now, I'm, Dan, I want to thank you for coming back and See, Sam, we're, we're a little more high tech now. Now we can see you and hear you. Remember the last couple. couple well, it also now. it also helps if I show up. I mean, you know, hey. <laughs> we've, we've grown we've grown a little since we've uh, saw yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Uh, it's good. Well, the Lord's blessing you, and may you continue yeah. to do so. It's a good uh, ministry. Thank you. Yeah, we're uh, we're 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 really happy that you decided to come back. Um, but uh, anytime, you're welcome back anytime, Stan. Yeah. Uh, in touch. I think the things in the Middle East are going to require that we have another meeting here. Yeah, yeah. I think so let's set up that, yeah, because I got a few things about that that we like to talk about. Okay. Well, let's do it again. Let's do it again. 
Yeah. All right. Um, that was Stan Dale with us. Thank, Thank you, you Stan. Time. God bless you. God, God bless you, you all. Stan, yes. Um, we'll be back next Wednesday night. We're going to have... Uh, what do we got next? We're going to have Derek Johnson with us next week. Um, that should be an interesting interview. Um, and we can have Stan come to our show and, you know. Stan come make that we want. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm going to look into that uh, affiliate. Okay, do that. It will help your ministry. I'll do that. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I know. Good, I got a really good, good product, guys. I'm serious. I never knew... In the beginning, I never knew it was Stan was part of that company. I had already bought the stuff. Uh, I already researched really? it, bought it, and you know, and then I found out you were the part owner of it. I was like, oh my god, or creator. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's an interesting thing. Are, 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 uh, when you sign off your show here, or, 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 can we talk? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Me, well, tell uh, me when you're signed off. Okay. All right, so we'll be back next Wednesday night. Like I said, we're going to have Derek Johnson. Uh, I want to thank everybody for showing out tonight, all the people in the chat room, everybody listening to us on Facebook and YouTube and Twitch and Instagram and TikTok. And Peace! <laughs> and uh, play a song to get out of here. All right, we're going to be out of here. Scribbled on your side Headline New York Times Standing on the edge of a revolution Hey, hey, just obey Your secret's safe with the NSA In God we trust or the CIA Standing on the edge of a revolution That's the show for today, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with an all-new show. And remember, you can listen to us again and again. The podcast of this radio show is available right after we go off the air tonight. Anywhere that you can get your podcast episodes. And thanks for joining us today. I'd like to...